Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast. I'm Jerry. I'm Zach. And I'm Nolan. And we are, well, you're From the Back Tees podcast crew. How was your uh, Thanksgiving and your birthday, Zach? So, uh, nothing special for Thanksgiving, but uh, well, that's why we not- have a different Thanksgiving. We dealt with that. Okay. You believe in but- Boxing Day, right? Yeah, but I went back to uh, Montreal with a bunch of friends from my school. Had a bit of a rager, wild time, and uh, had to miss a day of school because the streets were a complete disaster. So got stuck in Montreal with a pedophile van. That's the car we drove. Well, well, before we talk about the pedophile van, because my father owned one of those in high school and I drove it around a lot. uh, What do you mean the streets were a disaster? Like, were they littered with corpses? So Uh, there was like a freezing rain on the road back to Toronto Sunday. So we had to stick out another day. Had to pay for um, the pedophile van for one more day. Well, hopefully they gave you a cut rate, right? I mean... I would hope so. We had oh, to so take you, off the so free candy sign on it. <laughs> Wait, so, <laughs> sorry to go off topic already, but I, for us Americans, what, what is Boxing Day, by the way? It's in December. Oh. Is, it, is it the day after? It's the day after Christmas. But yes. why? What is it? And as as do with the Boxer Rebellion of 18. I honestly have no Zach, idea. Zach, pick the ball, please. <laughs> I honestly have no idea. I, I know for a fact at one point in my life I looked it up, but also every single time people talk, Americans talk about Canadian holidays, they always bring up Boxing Day. And I'm just like, you know what? Save it for the Christmas episode, but we can talk about it in a few weeks. Yeah, uh, I guess I jumped the gun. Yeah, that's why I, <laughs> that's why I said, uh, how was our Thanksgivings? And Zach, how was your birthday? Uh, not to signify that when the Pilgrims landed at Plymouth Rock, that was when Zachary Pencer was born. But, you know, you get the gist. Yeah, mine, mine was pretty good, too, by the way. Um, just went up to little Seattle, saw some family. It was a good time. Yeah, I was, in, I was actually in your neck of the woods for several days, Nolan, and I was going to hit you up, but I saw via social media that um, – uh, that you were not in the area. I, I spent a night or two in Wilsonville. I was in Kaiser, up in uh, Welch's a little bit, and uh, popped into Portland a couple times to see family. I got all my all my family was in Portland area for now. So nice. Yeah, I think you saw because we stumbled across <laughs> across the Great White Whale of Woodenville, Washington. There's a there's a, great. a what. Yeah, the Moby Dick of of Washington. Wait, I, I, I feel like I remember seeing this. Maybe I just had too much eggnog uh, prematurely <laughs> for Thanksgiving. But what what, uh, what what are we talking about here? There's a there's a, a I understand what Moby Dick is and what the Great White Whale is. It's a metaphor. What was in Washington? So in the Woodenville Costco, there is one shopping cart that is painted white. And, I remember the post now. I remember the and post. It was so great. So like my aunt <laughs> or my aunt in law was uh we were driving to Costco. Um I think we went 
Black Friday shopping, which is insane. I've only done that. Oh, and racist. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Nolan. Oh, there's a, a, a everyone who doesn't who, for everyone at home who can't see Nolan is a is a white. <laughs> I know white male. <laughs> um, but anyway, we're pulling in, and she's like, "Hey, you guys heard of uh, this like mythical shopping cart? They call it Blanco <laughs> because it's." <laughs> There's one white shopping cart in thousands of Costco shopping carts. So I was like, no, this sounds awesome. So I like, uh, you know, pulled out my binoculars, basically searching far and wide for belongings. Gary, binoculars with you. <laughs> yeah, I was just whipped them out. And okay. then, uh, you know, was saddened because I couldn't find it. And then as we like turned back around to walk into Costco and like whip out our <clears throat> membership card to get in, we see the cart guy bringing in the carts from outside and there is Blanco right in the front. And I just run over. I'm like, stop, grab it, grab it by the handlebar. You accosted the employee trying to do his job. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's Blanco. I know. Let me, he's like, hold on for a second. Let me unhook it. <laughs> he's, he, yeah, he knows. See now I much like how, when I was in elementary school growing up uh, and Zach, that's for us, it's a uh, fifth grade and lower. So like age 10 and under, uh, down to kindergarten and preschool when you're four and five. The lunchroom, the joke was we had all these tan trays in there, like tan, light brown, brown, whatever. And then there was this one that was like teal or like aquamarine or something. And the joke was every time you got that tray, you had to do dishes. Nobody ever did dishes, but I mean, that was like your punishment or a haha. You had the, it was bad to have the blue one. Everyone noticed when you had the blue, the blue tray was, did you get any, any, uh, like, any extra attention or any uh like you know get like a free roll of toilet paper or like uh like a six pack of shasta cola or something what, what, what is what is costco it's like sam's club sam's Kirkland. choice Kirkland. that's right Kirkland. yeah yeah <laughs> uh no but i did get a lot of head nods like oh look at that guy he's got blanco what's up <laughs> <laughs> i have never heard of this there's if there isn't this website we have a secondary market here fellas where we need to create like the uh we'll call it like white collar urban legends or whatever where it's just like very or like for, no we'll call it first world urban legends where it's just stuff like this where it's just like the one white shopping cart at the uh at the the shreveport like you know walmart and things like that you know just all these random things and uh and yeah. uh, no you you just made the cover so we dubbed it uh blanc friday since we found blanco um hey man you totally made up for that racist uh jab i threw at you uh earlier yeah. Bro Top notch, top notch. Yeah, it went viral on the Woodenville Facebook page. So. <laughs> Before I ask you the pop and regret asking you the population of Woodville, I'm going to ask Zach, how was your birthday, my man? Oh, it was great. Didn't we already do that talk already? Or you're forgetting about it? No, I was just, uh, I, I was just, uh, it sounds like Nolan got a, a ton of uh, positive shine, and I think he's just, his, his head's getting a little big from uh, Blanc Friday there. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, a viral post. <laughs> It was one of the greatest feelings ever. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, sorry. Again, for the people at home, like, <laughs> Nolan's a pretty visual guy. <laughs> so if you ever hear me laughing after nothing just happening. <laughs> oh, excuse me. All right. So fine. Screw your birthday, Zach. Uh, yeah. Good times are had by all. We got a few things to talk about here in terms of golf or our website or everything that's going on. Um, how about we first and foremost get to it? We just hit, let's see, we're recording this on a uh, Wednesday, December 4. Um, we just hit 10,000 followers on Twitter, Zach. Tell us about oh, that. Oh, yeah. So uh, quite the spike the last couple of weeks. 
maybe I don't even know why, to be honest with you, as we've just had a couple articles that have definitely helped, but we've been steadily going up a couple hundred followers every week. And I think since I met you, we've gone up like 9,900 followers. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. We were going to save probably more of the story for next week's episode, if and when we do one. But Zach and I, I mean, today's the fourth. It's We're coming up uh, like in two weeks. Zach and I met each other online uh, and uh, on, a, on a very, uh, very open, very casual website. Uh, there was uh, complete consent and everything. And um <laughs> Next thing you know, it was a it was a match made in uh, wannabe golf viral heaven. Yeah, and, so uh, shout out to everyone who <laughs> follows. Yeah, everyone who helped me to happen. Yeah, um, I, I remember when I when I jumped on, it was I don't remember what I said that got you got me to. I followed you because you followed me because at the time I had I had just opened my account, it had been two months old, and I probably had like fifty to seventy five followers, and I didn't I sincerely didn't care about followers. I, I I care about my followers. I love all you guys and the and the many more I get every day, which is thanks to the site and everything. But ultimately I was I cared about the debates and the content and and just like and the laughs. Twitter is there for like the good emotions out there. It shouldn't be making you feel sad. It shouldn't be making you feel angry either. But overall, like, there's so many good Twitter accounts out there, like CCTV idiots and stuff like that, where it's just nothing but funny videos and just, and just like, you know, uh, like videos of uh, uh, blind, uh, blind kids uh, hugging their artistic friends uh, at school because he's having a bad day. Just, you know, shit like that. I mean, it's top to bottom good stuff. And I, I, I uh, well, like I said, I'm sorry. I'll save the story for a couple weeks because it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty good one. And that's, God, that spun off into other things like, uh, Granted, I still use Twitter as a big uh, engine for me to uh, be a caddy and to get jobs, but I would say uh, a quarter to a third of my requests that I've gotten have been, like all of them that have come from Twitter, a big chunk of them have come from Twitter and from the back tee. So I can't say if who they found first in that regard. I know I certainly have gotten a huge Canadian following and uh, quite a big Wisconsin following. Thank you, Al Chervik and company. Like I have, I would say out of my followers, three quarters of them, are Canadian or around north of the border. Really, really like right around there. And I owe a lot of that to Zach and this uh, website. And mind you, we're talking about the Twitter account that has reached uh, 10,000 followers. And since you noticed, Zach, it's reached 10,000.1 or 10,000.2. And why does that number bother you? We're, folks, we're getting more listeners. More, well, hopefully more listeners. We're getting more followers. And yet Zach is troubled with the numbers. Why, Zach? Come on, Rain. I don't Talk like that you cannot tell the exact number that you are at. So I have to now go to outside sources to get a, some sketchy app that was probably made in like Russia so it could track all my information just so I could figure out exactly how many people follow. Folks, you should see he's almost out of his chair. He's hot right now. He's yeah, very- no, real hot. It gets me, <laughs> gets me rattled. Why do they do that? It should at least at some point, there should be some place that shows you how many followers. Hey, also, we don't discriminate against Russia. <laughs> yeah. Of course, no. Of course, you don't. That's where most of us whites uh, come from. Oh, I just. We might have one listener in, in Russia. I just know the solution, Zach. You What's can that? go through. You can click on followers and count every single. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nolan. I gotta admit, I, I, like I said, I've only known Zach for about a year, and this is, this is probably like the funniest, like I, I don't know what to call it, like uh, goofy. <laughs> like, I, I, I can tell he's actually hot about it because like his first 10 words out of the gate are without taking a breath <laughs> and he don't really doesn't talk like that <laughs> no yeah that gets me going I'm gonna plead to Twitter 
and I know you're not like really like it doesn't really get you upset or going like getting an ulcer, but it's just funny that it's just like you're like, no, it's bullshit. Why do they raise it to fifty cents instead of twenty five cents? <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, oh, forgive me. So our next goal, though, we got it. We got to figure out how to get this thing verified. So if anyone listening knows, let's get uh, it. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you know, I tell you what, uh, I don't know if you're listening to this episode right now, but there's a buddy of mine, John Forsyth, out in Maryland. I caddied for him, but I think he was a follower of mine before that. He's a journalist uh, of a certain pedigree out there, and he has a check mark behind his name. And I know it doesn't have to do with how many followers you have. I know it has to do with being an influencer and, and the definition of what that means. But he only has like 1,500, 1,600 followers or something. I could yeah. be off by a couple thousand. Sorry, John. Uh, I think back in the day, you were able to request it. So if you were on Twitter like five, ten years ago, it was pretty easy to get it. I think now it's like incredibly hard. I can dig that. Uh, absolutely. So Sad. Uh, a little bit. Not, 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 not too much. Um, by the way, Zach, uh, just a production note here. Did you happen to notice what uh, minute we started? <laughs> uh, I sure as I- 10.14. Uh, oh, perfect. I guess... 10, uh, 7.15, so wonderful. Uh, Wonder Bar, thank you. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, we do not take anything out in post. So um, God bless you, Twitter. Uh, we love you, Twitter. And I had to explain to my family over Thanksgiving that um, that golf and Twitter have a very weird, wonderful marriage and relationship, and that's where a majority of our uh, content gets churned out. We even Zach and I had a conference call with um, the head of uh, Sports Travel Radio, uh, uh, Ty, and he um, was a uh, like explaining to us all the platforms we need to work, but it's, but we all, we all understand the obviousness of how Twitter works for us in these regards. So yeah, with that, we could tell people what platforms we're going to before we get into the golf talk. You want to lead that one, Jerry? Cause I know you're taking charge of one of them. Oh yes. Um, so also when we, uh, we had this uh, meeting the other day, uh, um, Ty, he, uh, runs sports travel radio the uh, podcast network you can find really really good podcasts there i've been listening to all of them lately you got dingers which is fantasy baseball they haven't posted an episode lately tournament talk which is up to down uh, top to bottom and that's a redundancy in itself uh great information regarding uh shoot so much stuff i don't even know how to put a finger on it. i'm still having to sort through the episodes to figure it out and then the poor sports podcast uh with those fellas uh jeremy and lee they're some funny dudes over there and uh zach they're actually we need to uh consider instead of us making picks on this uh on our podcast uh ty suggested we send our picks over to them and we have a little correspondence saying hey the from the back tees guys say this for the golf tournament etc so forth so um that being said uh ty you can follow him at tourney boss on twitter he suggested that uh we uh use our instagram account to do something uh, very thematic and uh, not necessarily in a viral sense but very thematic i guess zach how many followers are on the account I think we got around 1,500. That's amazing. I mean, and it's for an account that we really haven't posted that much. Nope. But, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm doing pretty decent in getting followers without trying and, like, getting developing content. And this is a nice, clean slate platform that we can use. And uh, Ty gave us some tips on how to get more followers and more attention. But what we're going to hopefully do with this Instagram account, folks, is I have the keys to it now. That's the good news. The bad news is I've never done Instagram before ever. Not like it's really complicated. <laughs> It's, uh, I, what we're going to try and do is we're going to try have all our videos and all the content that we post be thematic to stuff that's happening from the back tees or on the tips. When people are teeing up from the back deck 
I want to get my camera right in their face uh, at the golf resort and hound them and ask them why they're teeing up from the back tees or, or roast their swing or whatever. And it's easy for me because either I'm playing golf every day or I'm working every day. That's my life. So I thought it was only fair or a decent idea to ask Zach if I could have the keys to the Instagram account because I think I had the potential to run a lot more of the content uh, firsthand. So, uh, Zach, what do you think about that? I think it's a great plan. I'm terrible with Instagram, so can only be up from here. Nolan, are you on Instagram or are you much of a wizard? Because I like to think that like when MySpace and Facebook was out there and I had both, I was a MySpace maestro. And Facebook to me was a stupid like uh, app I couldn't like uh, change my background colors to so it could fuck right off. But I stuck with like I was saying like, oh, I like I'm good with Coke, but not Pepsi. I'm good with apples, not oranges. What do you do with Instagram, sir? So I'm a fan of Instagram, um, but I definitely utilize it as more of like a photo album for me personally, rather than a like social media outlet. I kind of stick to Twitter for that to, you know, shoot things out on the daily or weekly. Whereas on Instagram, I'll just kind of share, you know, bigger items on there. But it's great for, you know, anything that Twitter can do as well. So um, you can post a daily story and uh yeah you can get definitely a a good plethora of information out there so it's a good outlet yeah to piggyback on that i really have noticed that like when it comes to and it's not just golf but uh whenever espn is talking about sports stars or whatever I, this is why i got on uh, twitter 10 years ago in 09 was every single uh broadcaster commentator athlete everybody they would have their name and then they would have their Twitter handle right under it. And then after a while they would have their Twitter handle and their Instagram account. I mean, it was just, it was just a way of like, that's your digital and visual business card. That was your way of marketing. And I'll be honest, I had a couple of Instagram accounts that I just domain the names, so to speak, thinking, Oh, if I ever get into this, I have uh, like some really great, uh, some really great ideas and names, but I just never got into it. So, but I really have like having people like declared, some athletes have declared like what teams they're going to or like retirement news or stuff like that. Hell, I think uh, like there's been presidential campaign announcements or whatever on Instagram. I know for a fact that uh, Schwarzenegger endorsed Kasich last year on Snapchat, which I thought was hilarious because after 24 hours, the digital footage of Snapchat's destroyed. So I was like, oh, very clever, Arnie. He you like endorsed on social media on the one platform where you want to have a footprint, so to speak. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Anywho, um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, folks. Uh, I, I am going to be rusty, and uh, I don't give two shits. It's going to be one of those things where I'm going to learn it my way, and it's not going to be a bad way. It's just going to be directed a very specific way that us behind the scenes here at From the Back Tees and Sports Travel Radio have kind of come up with a very specific idea. So uh, that being said, I can't really expand much on Instagram because I don't have any experience whatsoever. Because, I mean, heck, guys, when I'm on Twitter and I see somebody will post a picture on Instagram, it'll have the link right there and I'll click it. And, and regardless of having the app or not, it'll take me to the picture and to the who posted it in the comments without even having the app. I mean, what's, it's, it's, we live in this day and age where you hit post and it can go to the same thing, go to three different things. So why do you have to be a master at three different social media apps, so to speak? I mean, that's why I never got into it. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point, Jerry. Fair point. Guys, I just rambled. <laughs> you go, Jerry. That's an introduction to people learning about Instagram and Twitter. All right. Well, forget. Yeah. Well, I'm. Uh, I was also called a boomer a month ago on Reddit. So. It's true, boomer. 
it's it's not true by definition i'm i'm a millennial millennial which, yeah. makes by my by by age i'm technically the oldest a millennial will ever be able to be by being born in 1984 so mm. that sounds like a boomer thing to say <laughs> <laughs> well, he got you there oh but... god shut up nolan i hate you too zach <laughs> I know that that line is definitely gray, though, for sure. There's no, like, for sure permanent line of where. Wait, did you say my hairline's gray? What, is this some <laughs> this planter? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, how about we get into some real golf talk then, fellas? Uh, it, it, it's, been, it's been fun doing some housekeeping, but let's get back to uh, the real world here. We got the uh, Hero World Classic going on. And uh, before we talk about some of the gun- big guns that are playing in it, let's talk about a player right now who has a pretty good wraparound in terms of what he just accomplished overseas. And he uh, uh, brushed aside a hero of his in terms of uh, stomping towards a record. Um, Zach Nolan, who am I talking about? Yeah, Mr. John Rahm himself. Uh, he won the recent race to Dubai, pocketed a bunch of cash there. I'd love to figure out what he did with all that money. I mean, why? Oh, because John Rahm is kind of a mystery to me. I just don't. I really am interested on what he spends his money on. <laughs> well, what what about anybody else? I mean, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Rahm is the mystery man. Like, no, does he party or does he try and get better at golf? Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to put Nolan on the spot. Just when I heard him say, "Like I'm interested in what he spends his money on," I just like I'm interested in that. Like you're interested in that. That's why I'm like, wait, why? <laughs> I guess. Uh, I guess I'm just so focused on Tiger all the time. It's interesting to think about other golfers. <laughs> other well, guys okay. money too. Okay, then let me let, let's reverse the roles here real quick. Let me ask Nolan since he is our Tiger Woods expert on our website www.fromthebacktees.com. What is Tiger into, Nolan? I mean, obviously the man is so rich he can't burn through his money more than he can make it, like a la Michael Jordan style. Right. But that being said, I know, and I'll just lead off with this little bit, and then you can take over because it's a tiny bit. We, I know he what like companies he endorsed. Uh, we saw what kind of cars he liked to drive, and I knew he liked scuba diving, and I've seen his giant yacht privacy, and it's amazingly big. And, uh, yep, that's, that's it. Like, I mean, what, what else – much like how you just said, I wonder what John Rahm spends his money on. Here's Jerry Lewis saying, I wonder what Tiger spends his money on. Elaborate, Nolan. Yeah, I mean, you hit a lot of it. He's a big deep-sea fisherman, diver, travel kind of guy. But um, I know he's got his TGR foundation, which puts a ton of money into that, I'm sure. I mean, as a nonprofit foundation, it's going to need it, you know. It's going to need some source of revenue coming in. And that primarily is Mr. T-Dub. Um, and then he's always in course design, always, you know, course architecture, designing new new golf courses and finding ways to grow the, grant, grow the game of golf. And um, he's big into giving scholarships away to kids. And um, that's, you know, all now coming through his TGR foundation that that's kind of been established. But um Big. I mean, he's a big philanthropist guy. He gives away a lot of money. So cool. Well, and, and obviously, it's easy for Tiger to do because he has tons of it. But I was just mm-hmm. there as an example. Like there, you gave this a little insight. I mean, John Rahm doesn't have it that mu- as much money or hasn't been around that long. But I mean, it's it's tough for us to say like, well, we can't tell if he likes Ferraris or Lambos, so to speak. I mean, yeah. or and personally, to kind of counterpoint what you're saying earlier, 
I genuinely think that like the less we know about him right now, the better because like when we do see his like see him or whatever, he hasn't really well, until lately like he hasn't really won all that consistently or that big or that much. I love him; he's a great young gun. But all we see him for is the blowups and the tantrums. So part of me is like, the less we know about John Rom, the less we see him in the spotlight, in my opinion, the better. I mean, I think that's that's really going to do him well. And what is he now, like 24, 25? He's getting older. Like, once you hit your late 20s, that's when the cement and the sidewalk starts to harden from us dudes. And, and, and I can vouch for it 100%. And it's a good thing. It's just mm-hmm. that, like, that's why, like, you they, they used to say golfers in their prime was never in their 20s. I mean, ironically enough, all the guys in their 20s are the ones winning right now. But also at the same time, guys, nobody's winning consistently over and over and over. Rory McIlroy has five majors. Uh, Brooks has four. But what if that, those are the last majors that they win? DJ has one for Christ's sakes. And he and I are the same age. I mean, he's not a spring chicken anymore. He's 35. I mean, yeah. it's albeit the 20-somethings are winning. But that's not the prime of your golfing career. That's why, you know, tip, tip of the cap to Adam Scott this year. He should hopefully win a major because that guy is due. He's been playing better golf every round by round. But – I don't know, Zach. What, what what do you think? I mean, what do you know anything about John Rom? Just in yeah, terms of I think it's, or your feeling. It's pretty crazy on Rom because he's always been a guy you see as someone who should be winning more almost, but apparently has been winning all the time. It's like I perceive him as someone who doesn't win that often. Well, Dell, I got to ask you because you're Canadian, but I know for your for your main passion and your job, you and the website and everything you have to care about, unfortunately, mostly the PGA tour, because that's where all eyes and spotlights are on and where everyone wants to go. But I mean, he has some success on the PGA tour. He has a lot of success elsewhere. Do you think that it's, I mean, do you think that's a detriment to him? So I, I don't know. God, I, I don't want to ask the wrong question or say like that. He's much better in the European tour relative to the PGA tour or as one. Not exactly. I think it's more so because there's more weight on the PGA tour and because like he's had maybe more runner ups on the PGA tour than elsewhere. It's like, I mean, winning Dubai is a, is a big deal. Anywhere is a big deal. I take it from a guy who only won one nine hole JV high school tournament his whole career. And that was a (laughs) fluke on top of a fluke. It's hard to win a golf. Yeah. It certainly affects his image more how he does here than overseas, or at least for the people here. Well, now, careful, the, the image thing, that that could be a whole other bag of worms that I don't think, uh, or, or, or can of whatever you want to call it, that I don't think the three of us want to get into in terms of the image thing. Oh, my God. Zach, didn't you just try to gaslight Phil on Twitter recently? Oh, yeah. He didn't answer. No, I retweeted that, and I, I supported you, but I don't believe in that because you know I'm Camp Phil. Oh, yeah, but I was so upset. He answered someone. Could have oh, been yeah. me. Okay, that's. Yeah, okay, could have been you. Hey, don't don't act like a groupie right now, okay? Just, I wanted to speak with him. I, wanted, I was going to give him the okay, honest if truth. He, if he were to say anything to you, if, you know it wouldn't be a full-blown back-and-forth dialogue longer than like one or two, like than, than his one response to you. That's, That's how Phil works. Phil is, I'm, I'm not saying, actually, I knew the guy before Twitter, but that means nothing. Uh, he, he is one of those guys, like one of those celebrities, where you just have to catch him when he's in the, like somebody's driving him somewhere or he's sitting at the airport or sitting on the plane and he just happens to flick on social media for that five minutes and just happens to catch the first three things that are on his feed and he responds to those. That's it. I, tons of celebrities operate, operate that way and that is the overall general ethos of what I love about Twitter the most is I can just right now tweet Shaquille O'Neal whatever dumb shit I want to and if he just happens to look at it and not like it, he can say some shit back to me too. Me and uh, Warren Sapp and I used to get into it like way back in the day on my old account like nine years ago it, it was not really a guy like, you want to get into it with <laughs> no of course not oh hall of famer but he kept tweeting at 11 11 okay okay i kind of gave it away he kept tweeting 11 11 like one one 
colon one one and then yeah. yes sir and then everyone would like like everyone would like that retweet that and all of a sudden i just tweeted him going like somebody help me here i had like 10 followers I'm like i don't know what in the hell this 11 11 stuff is i don't know what it is or whatever and then he like lit me up saying like will somebody educate this retard on what 11 11 means i'm sitting here like going oh what is this thing that is 11 11 then so obvious and <laughs> evidently every day when it was 11 11 he would tweet out 11 11 now Part of me thought, like, oh, is this something that you catch? It's like, no, he does it every day. So I started lighting him up, going, like, do you have an alarm on your phone, Mr. Sapp, that you set to 11-11 so you can tweet 11-11? Yes, sir. I mean, <laughs> that was my first Twitter feud. And, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was, that was nine years ago. I was a little boy. <laughs> yes, I wanted Phil. I wanted, I wanted to give, give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> and what would that – okay, hey, here, hey, Phil, if you're listening, uh, here, comes a, uh, here comes a piece of Zach's mind because I'm curious. I'm asking you, Zach, what do you, what do you think? Phil, what, what, do not beef? sell what, out for the money to play to play in Saudi Arabia. Do <laughs> so you? I mean, look. Okay, I think I'm pretty dumb to all this. When people talk about selling out and going over there, they're obviously doing it for the appearance fees. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Apparently, Tiger was offered three million dollars each of the last two years to go. So, what, what? Why is that called? Why is that called selling out? I don't know. This guy is so much money. And he's playing in not exactly the most pro-United States or pro-any Western civilization. Correct. Country. Not, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just anti-supporting Saudi Arabia. I, I, I feel you 100% on that. I, I hate to say it when it comes to sports. That is the one thing where I think we cross the lines and we're allowed to. Where I just look at it like, well, so long as we're all playing overseas with each other. And nobody's like getting persecuted for that because it still happens on a regular basis between countries and sports. Like, I mean, have you seen how Spain treats black soccer players? Yeah, it's, the, no, but, it's oh my god, yeah. it's the worst. And that Someone happens in on his, like a weekly basis. He actually has like a chance to make a difference in it, though. Like okay, one of these okay. smaller guys, if uh, Hudson Swafford, no offense to Hudson Swafford, decides <laughs> to take a million dollars to play in Saudi Arabia. All the no, power somewhere, to somewhere Hudson Swafford just snapped a golf pencil, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Phil does not need the millions of dollars they're paying for him. Correct. Suffering some gambling debt, which is possible. Well, look, and I always say, like, obviously Phil doesn't need any more money, but I, as I've read in, like, uh, there was this good John Grisham book, a fictional uh, lawyer book called The King of the Torts. He, 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 it was a story about a, a public defender who didn't make any money, but each million that he made, it wound up being like, oh, well, guess what? When you make one more million, it puts you on just like another echelon of being, so to speak, where it's just like, we had five million. Guess what happens when you have six million dollars in life? And guess what happens yeah. now when you have seven million? Hey, or Phil's broke. When you have 10 million. It's just, I look at it like it's, they're not, obviously, they're not uh, athletes who are putting their bodies at terrible risk. So it's not like their careers could end. They won't have any uh, living or any way to butter their bread. But they also don't aren't like actors who are, or, or movie stars who have like a mailbox money or residuals or whatever. Anytime I see somebody going for one of these appearance fees, I sincerely look at it as just like, hey, that's no big deal. That that was just like they're just securing another investment fund, like one for maybe one of their kids or maybe for like a, like a nest egg or something. I mean, it's it's yeah. not that big a deal. It's it's ridiculous. The Saudis want to give us that much money for crying out loud. Right. I remember. I, I remember like Adam Carolla making made, made fun of Mountain Dew hard on the radio and Pepsi was one of their sponsors. Like you can't make fun of Mountain Dew. You can't do it. Like you just can't do it. He's like, what? It's the nectar of the tards. Everyone, it's stupid. And then he wound up like being in a Mountain Dew commercial years later. And everyone's like, Adam, aren't you being a hypocrite? It's like, these idiots want to give me money. I'm going to take it. So it's just, I mean, I'm not calling the Saudis idiots by any stretch or Mountain Dew. 
I'm just repeating what I heard. But I'm just saying, like, if you're going to offer me that much money, I mean, that's how all our pros make it in the grind on tours, those Monday morning programs when they get checks for 2500 bucks, and then they hope to play in the tournament and make the weekend. I mean. Isn't that one of the great things about sports, too, is you often are, you know, have the opportunity to cross political and, you know, <clears throat> racial divides that, you know, can bring us a little closer together. And that's, you know, that's just another great thing about sports. And. Some people feel as if this is like a missed opportunity to to act on that, but um, you know, every, everyone, it's a you know, it's your free will. So do what you want, and we shouldn't care. What. Yeah, for sure, he could do what he wants, but I think he's going to lose a lot of fans in the process. Oh, oh my God! You, you, I don't think I don't think it's going to rock the boat one way or the other. Oh, I, mean, I'm not I think it will. I like Phil less. That's one this, fan. <laughs> in this in this day and age, if golf was much more mainstream, absolutely. But golf isn't mainstream. It, it still has the silent majority as its main backer. And that being said, like I, I, all the people who would have a problem with this or whatever are those people who give us drive-bys on Twitter who it's just their business to have problems and, and give us drive-bys where it's like, wait, are you even a golf fan or are you just a fan of like injustice every five minutes? I yeah, mean, well, that's, I think that's, that's where a lot of that shit comes from, man. A lot of people probably don't even know. Like, I don't think my yeah. grandmother is aware right now that Phil Mickelson is going to play in Saudi Arabia. My grandmother either. My grandmother loves golf. I don't think yeah. she would care. I think she would look at like, oh, well, let me know when Augusta's on. It's like, yeah, great. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> every, every year, Granny comes around <laughs> in April. <laughs> Considering, I, I hate to say it, I always give golfers such a pass because, I mean, there's not that many of them. It's really hard to become a professional golfer, especially one of the top in the world. And if you really break down how much golfers and caddies make compared to other professional athletes who don't necessarily have to lift a finger in guaranteed money or contracts or other stipulations, I'm all for golfers getting every single white glove and red carpet treatment in the world, period. And that goes for Chinese golfers in America. That goes for our golfers in Australia. That goes for Canadian golfers in France. Everywhere. It doesn't matter. It, I almost feel like right behind soccer, just because soccer is so cheap and, like you can, and, and obviously golf isn't, golf is a very – Golf is in every country. Golf is a very universal sport. It's just unfortunately – oh, Zach, which speaking of, fun tangent I heard the other day, uh, actually just today, um, soccer has replaced ca- uh, hockey in Canada as the most played sport. Not as your pastime, but as your most played sport. Uh, I think I was listening to uh, comedian Jay Bruchel or something. I forget his name. Jay Baruchel. Baruchel, yeah, Jay Baruchel. He was on the Corolla Show last He's night. From and, Montreal. Uh, yeah, big Habs. Actually, he might not. He might be from Ontario. No, no, no. But he's, he's a Habs fan. Hundred percent, and because uh, he talked hockey in a room full of people who didn't care about hockey, but I listened. <laughs> but anyways, needless to say, he said right now in because uh, like Adam asked him a country uh, a question about how our country is going through this big like snowflake woke problem, and yes, you know what? I'm going to call it a problem, folks, because I mean like this. I'm afraid we were going to get too PC, and we did, and True. it's not going to stop. It's going to get. We the, hate the, the snowflakes. The, the trouble is, it's just not going to stop. Anyway, <laughs> needless to say, he said that um, Adam asked him, "How's the?" Because uh, he said, "Like uh, pop, pop Warner football and football in this country is going to die out just because of the physicality and like other things to do." And he asked, "Like, well, how's um, hockey faring in Canada?" And he said, "Honestly, like this new millennial generation coming up in Canada isn't playing as much hockey because it's con- starting. It's more considered a rich sport because it's expensive. Like, and I always knew that. It's like, yeah, kids are growing. Pat, pat, you have to pad every part of the body and." And all that shit's ain't cheap. So uh, that being said, he, he mentioned though how soccer has become the more played sport in Canada, and I just I thought that was a hoot because I, I always looked at soccer as yeah you have to make sure you have good weather 
because like cold weather makes for playing cold sports and warm weather makes you for playing warm activities. And, and here soccer is literally taking over the cold countries. <laughs> yeah. I think Canada beat the U S in uh, a friendly match. The other hmm. men's. Uh... Oh yeah. The Canadian squad is good. I mean, they're, they're nothing to sleep on. I, and I wasn't even insinuating getting that. better. I'm not, I'm not saying you guys are the Jamaican bobsled team of soccer teams. I wasn't suggesting that at all, just because it's like. You guys need to bring Freddie to do back. Yeah, especially because our U.S. team is a little something to desire. But. Yeah, speaking, speaking of overrated, I mean, my gosh, I'm not even that much of a soccer fan, but I don't think anyone can argue with me saying, like, the, the thing that we probably pump the most unnecessary money and attention into in this country, and I don't even say it's that much. It'd be like if we all tried to love NASCAR, but we couldn't find it on any TV channel. It'd be like, yeah, yeah, we're trying to get this thing going, but it just doesn't work, you know? I mean, that's kind of how soccer is in this country, except stars are coming over here and getting paid ridiculous amounts of money, and still it's amounting to nothing. I mean, other than those guys getting paid and maybe them having some charity foundations. Other than that, it's like soccer is a black fiscal freaking hole in this country, and it's not soccer's fault. It's just America's got so much going on. I mean, it's like I, I really want I want us to get rid of football and adopt hockey more, honestly. I mean, it's – there's there's some old-fashioned sports we really need to um, embrace. And, oh, uh, remind me, uh, before the episode winds up, Zach, uh, Zach, I got some hockey trivia for you. I like it. So do we do we all agree Phil Mickelson might be broke before we move on to the hero? Could be. No way, I'm not going to rule out the notion. I see where your head's at. I like it, Zach. But um, I uh, – no, I disagree. I, I literally like the episode. Is Phil okay, Mickelson I, broke? <laughs> I'll, I'll take it that's a good one that's a really good one um i was it, gonna say let, let's just let's just pretend this is his last dubai ever okay how about that folks and, okay. and then I'll, I'll put a nice little spin and twist on it but uh going back to the hero world classic guys out of the 18 people in the field uh i was gonna say i like john rom because that's who my machine uh, picked but i mean who do you guys like in the tournament uh, real quick, the last thing I was going to say on that was uh, I like Ches Revy all of a sudden because he's in second place right now, or third because the two guys are at first, but my machine had him in last place at 18. So, uh, Nolan, who do you like in the hero other than Tiger? You can say Tiger, but say somebody else too. Um, so, prior to today, I probably would have said a little bit – give me a little bit of Xander and give me a little bit of JT. So, <laughs> one did pretty good today and one did – pretty not so good so it's about par for the course wow so many so many golf puns zach what do you got uh i also i like tiger's chances actually i still think he's gonna lead the tournament in birdies because he just seems like he's just gonna try and go super low every day and it won't work out except for like one day he's gonna shoot the low round Mm -hmm. i also Rom, I think, was obviously a good bet to go in. It's rough because he is in first, but he probably would have been my favorite to win it. Right. And obviously, there's three days, no cut, so a lot should change. Yes, that is true. Um, I mean, the sad thing is the fact that it's only it's, – it's the most limited of limited fields – and that being said, I look at every single name on the leaderboard or just every single name in the field, and it's really hard to rule out anybody, not just in terms of their position after one day, but just overall, just how it's like, oh, Stenson could win it, or oh, Webb Simpson could win it, or well, everyone except Finau now. But, I mean, no, we wouldn't have said that uh, like two days ago because Tony Finau, he's a fighter pilot. He's pretty good. And his but... course suits his game, too. I don't know what happened. I'll tell you what, what happened. Is what is that, Nolan? But then, Zach, I, I have a question for you. 
My my theory is Tony has issues when it's windy. Today was very windy. Um, I don't know what if it's distance control or uh, just getting the feel for it, but uh, I don't know. That's just my no facts theory. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, we appreciate all about. The, the raw, naked enthusiasm. And then it, it dovetails with I also think Spieth and uh, I think Spieth can struggle in the wind too, just because you know he's not he's not a big power guy. He can't like punch it through the wind very hard or anything like that. And then uh, DeChambeau didn't do too hot either, and I'm guessing he's just overthinking it for sure. Probably didn't do the math right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, if he if – he, uh, I'm going to nickname uh, Bryson DeChambeau Ricky Bobby because if he ain't first, he's last. I mean, that's just <laughs> kind of the way Bryson is. And, and I love me some Bryson. Uh, shout out uh, Tim Tucker, my boy. But um, uh, overall, it's uh, – I'm sorry, I uh, – Zach. Who who do you who do you like in this tournament? I meant to ask you that earlier. I, I lost my train of thought. I we've, we've redone the same segment now twice after so the good. birthday segment. <laughs> so I, 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 wrote I like Rom and Tiger. I wrote I wrote down what you said here, but then I scratched it out and I was looking at it through the scratch out, going, "Oh crap! What did he say?" So Zach, what did you uh, say about twenty minutes ago? Oh, uh, that yeah. thing that was. <laughs> well, ultimately, I mean, it's. I know they like to pick on Tiger because uh, he does really well in the limited field events. And this is the most limited field. But, Nolan, I have a quick question for you. Uh, how come this wouldn't count if uh, Tiger won this tournament? In terms, of his, in, terms, in terms of his march towards, like, uh, all-time PJ win status. The PJ Tour sucks. They basically just haven't given him this tournament um, exemption as an official PJ Tour event, even though – comes up on their PJ Tour event schedule and they get official world golf ranking points. They do not, the however, get, part, they get they, world golf ranking. Yeah, but they don't get FedEx Cup points or anything. Very you get odd. world golf ranking points if you're like one of these 18 fortunate souls. Oh, sorry, I'll say 17 because Tiger, it's his tournament. So, I mean... That, you that's the, yeah, yeah, they all are going to get some sort of points. I think. Well, that's that's appreciated. This seems like a charity event, though. I mean, if it's not going to count as a win, and it doesn't matter where the money comes from because that comes from sponsors and they pay the people for their based off their merit and their performance. Oh, excuse me. But that being said, I mean, it's just th – these are the things where I don't like how the organization can blur the line, but we can't say anything about it because it's only that one organization rules all. So mm -hmm. I, I really – I don't know how to take that, honestly. It's just – that's a bummer. I feel like we could have another whole 60-minute podcast on that bull crap. I mean – yeah, it was uh, – Tiger actually was the one who um, legitimized – well, that's it's part of all his path to legitimize the tournament. He was the one who got them to actually give out world golf ranking points. I think they've okay. only, been, uh, only been doing it for like two years now. Okay, okay. Um, so. You know what? I see, I see where that's coming from. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because before that, it was obviously no world golf ranking points. So they're trying to – okay, you know what? I – I, I, given that I know the direction that it would be heading, so to speak, now I can appreciate that uh, uh, through and through. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So, so, so to make sure I don't uh, repeat anything again, we'll uh, wrap up this podcast. Uh, I got a uh, Zach might have some Canadian uh, fun fact. I have a, a good hockey uh, piece of trivia for Zach here. Whenever he's ready, I also have a fun uh, golf little tidbit. 
But uh, what what's coming up on our website right now? Uh, Nolan, Zach, any uh, big pieces coming up? Uh, what's what's Tucker up to? That guy's always uh, gonna he's gonna surface in another harbor and launch off a flare any moment now. He's got a nice President's Cup preview coming. We got a LPGA preview on the way, and then uh, Denunzio is gonna be back to the regular DraftKings picks for every week because obviously, like I said before, we're in the off season a bit. So even myself, I've just very sporadically been coming out with articles trying to get everything set up. We have some plans, hopefully, to have either videos on the website or through, like, YouTube, where we can all give our picks. Yeah, uh, we uh, the, the, a lot of the stuff is obviously very new to us, but at the same time, we're trying to make as many, like, platforms and levels as of interactive, fun content that there is, or whatever, and... Uh, um, it's pretty yeah. crazy, actually, because it just started with a website, thinking that's all it was going to be. Now we're going on everything, all sorts of ways to share content. It's almost growing too fast to keep up with it. But I think we're slowly, slowly making it work. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, this, and that's, that's why I changed on my profile for uh, Twitter is uh, I'm an enforcer for From the Back Tees because when I was an assistant pro out in Maryland at Compass Point Golf Courses at, uh, in Pasadena, I – was like the third assistant pro, but I was the head pro's enforcer. Like literally, like if you need me to go, like have a like be, give somebody a stern dressing down or go fire somebody or whatever, I'd just be like, hey, I got you, Josh, no problem. I, I got your back no matter what. I'm doing this for Zach right now, where it's just like I might not be able. He's I might not be the best. You. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not the best employee, but um, but uh, I uh, I do I do his bidding. Um, show of hands out to you guys. Uh, have you guys seen the um, Mel Gibson movie We Were Soldiers? Nope. Negative. Oh, <laughs> uh, then this reference is going to be lost. So for for the uh, uh, almost 300 regular listeners we have, the uh, We Were Soldiers movie, uh, Mel Gibson uh, is a uh, uh, Army squad officer, platoon officer, company officer. And uh, in the military in America, you always have a very, very high-ranking enlisted man is kind of like the number two of the squad or the platoon or whatever. And Mel Gibson has a fella by the name of Sam Elliott, the great actor, has his uh, sergeant major. And he essentially uh, says, like, this is my dog, and he's only on my leash and nobody else's leash, and he answers to me and me alone. Folks, that's how I treat Zach with From the Back Teats. So, you know, you got to watch out. I'll, uh, I'll, take you, I'll take you guys down while I'm promoting everybody else. So, um, so real quick, I got uh, a hockey question for you, Zach. I don't know if Go you ahead. know that. Uh, I was just reminded of this today, but um, – of all the animal mascots in the NHL, there's a lot of them. We don't need to name them all. There's many. Only one of them is wearing skates. Oh. Which one is it? It's not Yuppie, is it? The Yuppie's who's, not an animal. Who's Yuppie? The Habs mascot. Oh, so I, fi- I figured when he said he wasn't an animal, I'm like, well, no, that's, that's not correct. He's like a made-up animal. Okay, uh, I go with the Columbus Blue Jackets stinger. That's uh, close. I don't think a bee has feet, but uh, Nolan, here's the ironic part. He's wearing the city's hat on his head right now. It's the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> oh. He has the skates on his little feetsies there. Yeah, a penguin doesn't need skates! <laughs> <laughs> you had the post-it note right on your forehead the whole time. Zach. I know. Reed's going to be pissed. That's his team. It was speaking to me. That big golden P on your forehead was just speaking to me. <laughs> uh, Zach, give us, uh, give us some Canadian fun facts here. What do you got? Okay, so 
Do you know that Canada has the third largest oil reserve of any country in the world? Behind. This is the trivia part where you guys could guess. Uh, but wait, real quick. Do you have the figures so you have the answers? No, I don't have the figures. But <laughs> what, what is the point of us guessing? We're just well, guessing I know the who country. the two bigger oil reserves are. Yeah. Well, you I mean, need exact numbers of oil reserves? Is that how you no, think you're going no, into the no, business? No, I don't want exact numbers. Just if, if Canada's third and you want us to guess who's second and first, it'd be helpful if you know who's second and first, right? I know who's first. I know who's second. I just don't know. Okay, well, that's what I just said. Okay, oh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> I thought you wanted exact digits of how much oil. No, 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 no. Uh, Nolan, <laughs> who do you think it is? I got a couple guesses. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Saudi Arabia, number one, and the U.S., number two. Number uh, one was correct. Ah, wait, but, 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 I didn't get a guess. Okay, well, number one was obvious. Which which was U.S.? Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Oh, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> U.S. is not number two. Uh, I'm going to say number two is Venezuela. or at least Wow. Venus. Nailed it. Bang. I did well, not hey. think you'd get that. Look at Jerry, the big oil man. Whoa, whoa. Nolan got Saudi Arabia. And I, and Saudi I looked Arabia was easy. No offense. I didn't, hey, I didn't think that was an easy answer because Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Oman, uh, 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 Kuwait, fill in the blank, all these yeah. countries do oil. Could have been a Venezuela great question. I did not think was easy. <laughs> No, I see. Honestly, I thought Venezuela was the easy one, and I thought America was the other one. I was going to say USA and Venezuela, honestly. Wow. Oh, Venezuela. Oh, Venezuela. They have been reaping the benefits of their oil money for a long time. And guess what, News World Watchers? It just ran out. Yeah. So I was going to say. Venezuela, the past few years, it is. Oh, my God. Like they're killing people over coffee there. I mean, it's bad. It's fucked. I think uh, I bet if you, if we didn't like basically you know steal Alaska from Canada, we, you guys would probably be number two. <laughs> yeah, valid. That's valid. And if Texas really wanted to be its own state and separate from America, there would go the rest of it or yeah. most. <laughs> It'd be number four. Texas would be number four. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Uh, anyways, fellas, this is uh, this has been a lot of fun. It's been a really good show. Uh, Nolan, you got anything you want to promote? Anything you want to talk about? Any projects that you're the senior engineer on in the greater Portland area? I did. I did actually just happen to move projects. Um, only moved <laughs> four blocks north of my old one. I was working on like a 10 story mixed use building. And now I'm working on like a 17 story uh, mixed use, you know, office space and apartments. So check me out on MLK and Fifth Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> you sighed. <laughs> what do you know? Real quick. I'm oh, sorry. Real quick. Uh, to I was just joking with everybody, but uh, if you can clue the listeners in, what do you, I, I know you're a project engineer, but what does that mean exactly? That's a great question, Jerry. You know, sometimes, <laughs> you sometimes I, I don't even know what I'm doing at the time. <laughs> Hopefully my uh, superiors aren't listening in on this because they'd be very disappointed. <laughs> well, if they're one of the uh, few hundred and few hundred listeners that we have uh, to the podcast. I think the odds are small. But then again, like, like Zach told me, we only have a few hundred listeners. And I did have somebody come up to me on the first Deep Pacific Dune saying, I recognize that voice. And I just looked at him like, I looked at him like Adam Sandler into anger management when Heather Graham said, you're too cute. He's like, get the fuck out of here. He's just, <laughs> <I> just <laughs> Yeah, I mean, basically, I, uh, I'm kind of a firefighter. I basically, you know, things come up things go wrong during construction and you put out fires yeah as they come up yeah you gotta figure out you gotta find the most cost effective schedule effective solution to you know when problems arise so 
That's what we're here for. So, and, and he is especially into the Portland Trailblazers right now more than ever now that Carmelo Anthony got uh, Player of the Week. Uh, he's, yeah. he's, he, we have like a segment again, on that. Well, uh, we could because I, I actually just saw a headline in the Oregonian that the Clippers clipped the Blazers' three-game win streak. So, uh, Nolan, give us a quick uh, six-second dump on the state of affairs of Rip City. Yeah, I mean, our three-game win streak included two wins against the Chicago Bulls. And, and you almost doubled your season. Tough win team. Total. Tough team. Chris Dunn. <laughs> and one against the Oklahoma <laughs> City Thunder. So, I'm not going to put any stock in a three-game win streak, but we're currently playing the Sacramento Kings, and it's been a lot of hot and cold. CJ McCollum is cooking with 23 points at half. We're up two. Um, but Carmelo is, you know – He's coming into his own again and showing why he belongs in the league. Oh, no. <laughs> the what? Just give him Western Conference Player of the Week, like, to make news? No, actually, as a matter of fact, on PTI, Kornheiser and Wilbon mentioned that uh, uh, Carmelo Anthony made uh, the West, the Western Player of the Week or whatever, and then he said, he's like, Mike, in 19 years of the show, we've never talked about the blah, 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 Western Player Conference of the Week or whatever. It's like, it's true. They don't, they don't talk about shit like that. Yeah, but the fact that Melo in his, like, 15th year is winning it, then, of course, that's going to be talked about. Well, hey, you <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't, I don't like Jim Furyk's swing, and I don't like how many majors he has, just one, but he's also top five in the money. So, I mean, you know, you got to appreciate longevity and greatness where, uh, uh, when and where it resides. So, um, so yeah, folks, Dolan's uh, our Tiger guy, and he also uh, moonlights as a Portland Trailblazers fan, and you can find him on Twitter at what? Nolan T. Smith. The T does not stand for tank anymore. No. They're no longer in the basement because, as I did look at the standings, you can have a losing record and make the playoffs in the West. Zach, what do we have coming up for you? I uh, find us at From the Back Tees that you'll hear in the outro. Oh, yes, the outro, intro and outro. I love that stuff. Uh, yeah, Zach is at From the Back Tees. Uh, I got to go learn Instagram, fellas, because all I know is Twitter, and I'm at Looper one on Twitter. And uh, can't wait to chat with you guys next week. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Denunzio, shout out. There's a lot you fucking know. Thank you for listening to From the Back Tees. Toward the hole, and it's in with 30. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information and updates, Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From the Back Tees. I'm going to enjoy it for the rest of my life. See you next week. Be the ball, man.